Ah, yes. It is Matt Mosley alongside Stephen Simcox as we jump into Happy uh, National Signing Day, everyone. And, uh, Stephen, uh, I do not like to, as you know, I don't like to get going too early in the morning. But today I was up at 7 a.m. I was up at the break of dawn. And I was uh, I was had to head over to participate in some National Signing Day activities. Family friend, uh, kid I kind of uh, watched grow up and uh, become a star in the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area at Lake Highlands High School, Mitch Colson. Mitch uh, committed to play. He probably was, as far as like uh, numbers goes, had the best numbers of any quarterback in all of Dallas-Fort Worth, but like a lot of kids, Stephen, kind of like this kid that Baylor just took the uh, priority walk-on, the the and we'll talk more about this coming up with, uh, oh, man, Kevin Longquist is going to join us. We'll talk National Signing Day with him. But, Stephen, the, uh, the, the, the portal and the fact that some of these college players are, have been given another year left a lot of really good players in Central Texas and all over Texas in a lurch. And so some of these kids that should be playing at the FBS level are not, are not. And they're having to go to smaller schools. And this young man, who is a great family friend of ours, and that's why I jumped up early this morning and headed over to Lake Highlands High School to be a part of the signing of one Mitch Colson, who was uh, led uh, Lake Highlands to a 10-0 and regular season this year. And, uh, and Mitch signed, Stephen, with... Emporia State. Emporia is in uh, Kansas, and Emporia State is a Division II school. I think they play a lot of schools from Missouri in their uh, in their conference. Stephen, can you name? Maybe we'll put this to the uh, text line, the CNC Collision text line. It'll be fast and furious. I think they'll get this. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Who is the most famous? player to ever have come out of Emporia State. All right. Most famous NFL player. We'll narrow it down. Most famous NFL player to come out of Emporia State. And to win this one, you have to do this. You can't look it up. You have to do it within the next 20 seconds. 254-662-1660 on the CNC Collision text line. Stephen, you let me know when you have an answer. Let me know when someone gets this right. I'll be very sad if someone doesn't know this. But anyway, Stephen, I thought that was fun. Got some pictures and uh, uh, in, in fact, I took a picture with Mitch, Stephen, though, although you should never take a picture next to like a high school kid who's in the greatest shape of his life. <laughs> <laughs> I did not I did not fare too well in that photo. Stephen, have we do we have any correct answers yet? So I think I know this, but JB chimed in. He said Larry Allen. Wrong. Larry okay. Allen played at TCU. But you're you're on the right track, JB. Mm-hmm. Boy, JB, he took a swing. It was a swing and a miss. But he's thinking along the right lines. What he what he got in his mind is like, ah, remember this guy playing. In a Super Bowl. We got a 254 number, and please give me your name, because I think you got the right answer here. Is it Leon Lett? Absolutely correct. So, yeah, whoever that was that texted in, Leon Lett, is 254 number. Let us know uh, 
Who you are, Just please. go ahead and say the person's number on the air, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> give the last four digits. See, we won't give those three. Oh, people know. Sometimes they can figure it out. We won't. We won't. Uh, but hey, we do want to give you credit. It is Leon Lett was a famous Cowboys player. Eric in Waco. Er- Thank you, Eric. Oh, way to go, Eric. Way to go, Big E. Yeah, it was Leon Lett. So, Stephen, that was kind of cool to be over there and be a part of the National Signing Day experience. And, uh, Stephen, I was looking at uh, one of the guys. Well, we love having Lonquist stuff uh, on our show. Sometimes we use a guy named Roach, Mike Roach. And I was looking at his deal earlier, Stephen, and he, he had one of those deals where a guy waited till today with all the hats all the hell. Oh, let's bring Kevin on. Kevin Longquist, boy, noted, the noted expert from Rivals, covers the Baylor Bears for Rivals, is a man who uh, really, he loves to go to high schools and watch these kids have a bunch of caps, ball caps out there, and then pick the right cap. Uh, Kevin, I was just telling the story, I was over at Lake Highlands High School today to celebrate a young man we've watched grow up and I've uh, mentored in some ways. I, I don't know if that probably hurt his career, honestly, more than anything. But the great, <laughs> the great Mitch Colson from Lake Highlands, uh, who go. I think you're familiar with his work, and he has gone I'm, off to Emporia State. Well, good for him. He's going up to Kansas then, right? That is right. And uh, Kevin, now you know off the top of your head, don't you? I don't think you heard me give the trivia question earlier the most famous okay. player ever to come out of Emporia State. Kevin, do you know I this one? Played for the Cowboys, didn't he? That's a lineman, right? Yes. Oh, gosh. Oh, uh, I, I, I can see him, but I can't say his name. Leon Lett. Leon Lett, yes. He had the famous ice bowl uh, scenario against the Dolphins in 1993. Yeah. Yes. It's sad that the first two things no, no, you no, remember it about him, it was a, it was the Super Bowl against Buffalo. Yeah, but it was him in both both both. Oh, okay, that's right. It was him in both yeah. those cases. Okay, yeah. uh-huh. it's too bad. He was a great lineman, but we still remember him for his gaps, unfortunately. All right, <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I have some breaking news for you to share. I know you like it when I do this. The young man Austin, how do we say that? Okay. Uh, from over at Parish Episcopal, he put he chose his cap just moments ago, Kevin, and he picked the Stanford Cardinal over USC Northwestern and the University of Texas. Uh, and I, the one thing I liked about it is that I guess these colleges send their caps, or maybe the kids just go buy their caps. But they had a bunch of cap. They had the caps all out on his uh, on his table, but but USC sent the fishing cap. They sent a floppy cap, so I kind of like that. I like a I like a school who has a little bit different look up there. If that uh, if they did that, then they probably knew they weren't going to get picked. Because um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you would want to be styling it with the traditional look if they they knew you were picking your school or whatever. But as we know in today's age, that the kids are going to uh, pick or are are, are going to be different at this and how they do their hat ceremony anyway. Uh, I don't think it's any surprise that he went there. I think a lot of talk had started to shift that way in the last couple of weeks. I know Texas would have really loved to have had him, but uh, he he was just pretty much – and he was kind of a guy that blew up late in the season, or I should say during the season. So the fact that he kind of garnered this kind of attention 
and then made his decision known uh, today. I think it's actually one of the things, Matt, that kind of tells you how insignificant this day is becoming when you've got a smattering of decisions when basically like 95% of the recruiting classes were filled back in December, a la what Baylor did. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Baylor didn't, uh, just so we're clear on this, uh, Kevin, The uh, and I want to ask you about this PWO. I love a good PWO because some of these mm-hmm. guys that should have gotten FBS uh, offers did not, and a lot of that has to do, and I want to ask you about that. Does that, Kevin, have more to do with the um, – uh, and and I, I want you to talk a little bit here in a minute about this kid from Argyle who Baylor has landed, 6'3 kid, threw for a million yards and like 48 mm-hmm. touchdowns, and, and, they, and they obviously, that's a, it's a great program, but quite honestly, he just didn't get to play until his senior season. It's hard to believe this kid did not have a, a, you know, a power five offer out there. I mean, he just didn't really have that many D1 type offers uh, can you tell us about this young man, Kevin? And is is does he come to Baylor as maybe a different level of PWO as some other PWOs that we've seen in the past? Yeah, I think so. With CJ Rogers, you're right, Matt. Obviously, last year was his only year to start, and let's face it, COVID really wrecked the entire uh, off-season evaluation process for a lot of these kids. Couldn't get to any camps. Couldn't get to invited to any junior days. And the, the worst thing going against him was they didn't have any junior film because he was backing up a two-year starter. So when you have all those forces, if you will, conspiring against you, it really becomes problematic to make your case. You know, you can have the size, which CJ does, 6'3", 200, and you can make up for it, if you will, along the way by putting together a season much like he did, 3,800 yards, I think, 3,400 yards, you know, 40-some-odd touchdowns, and leading Argyle to the uh, 4A Division One state championship, who Ironically, he beat uh, Jordan Jenkins and Lindale. Um, I think that really hurt. Uh, and, and the problem is, is that when someone like this comes along and the quarterback, and the other thing, uh, when you're a quarterback, you've got to have so much film in your back pocket by the time you are a, when you start your junior season or, or created during your junior season, kind of like what Kyron Drones had, that really, that really goes against you. And so I think his other, you know, he had about what, five, about five, six PWO opportunities. Yeah. And I think the relationship that he created with uh, Sean Bell and obviously with Jeff Grimes coming as the offensive coordinator made a big difference in terms of where he wanted to go. Cause he also had PWO offers from uh, Oklahoma state and Texas tech, but proximity plays a role in the relationship. He started, you know, he had it. And, and as he told me, he goes, look, I'm betting on myself because he had five, FCS offers and one that he was considering strongly was Austin P and yeah. I, I think just from the standpoint of if you want to give yourself a chance and maybe work your way into a scholarship situation and he felt like he was a P5 player all the way through his season that this is his opportunity all right this is what you want to do your your school isn't being paid for in any way shape or form unless you get some financial aid or whatnot so it's up to you to, to show that you can do it and I do think, you know, when you look at a quarterbacking roster at the Division One level, really, or really at any level, I guess we can say it now, Matt, is that it's going to be a fluctuating system because quarterbacks will change on a dime in any program because of opportunities to play or lack thereof. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And, and um, it, it, you're seeing a lot of things change on a dime. 
because the, the, the portal has become a monster. And there was something mm-hmm. like 1,500 kids at the D1 level that were in the portal. And Baylor's, pro- Baylor's looking for another starting offensive lineman. You know, they just got one in, in Miller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're looking for guys that come in immediately. And when you can get that guy, rather than a guy you, you got to kind of hope that becomes something someday – you you go with a bird in a hand, uh, and and that, uh, that especially a guy who started in the past, like Miller mm-hmm. coming out of Vandy or something like that. So, boy, this has mm-hmm. really changed the the landscape, Kevin, of of college football, and the fact that some of these guys you got to manage these rosters. Some of these guys are coming back that you didn't think you were going to get back when this pandemic hit. So. You uh, you have a real conundrum. I mean, it's you know, it, it used to be college basketball had become all about roster management. Oh my God! Okay, now Baylor has got three or four transfers. How do you manage these kids? Now college football's sort of going down that same path. I think yeah, it's there now. And of course, with last year being a freebie for everybody, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you're guaranteed to come back the next year. Uh, you could be encouraged to be successful somewhere else, as you and I both know. Yeah, but that's what radio one, stations do to me. The one thing about this is that, you know, when you're when you're looking for known commodities, as you said, Matt, to use your phrase, a bird in the hand. I, I think that's let's just kind of shift it to where Baylor is with the tr- with the trenches. You know, they got the nose guard that they wanted with Siaki Ika from uh, LSU, uh, and I think that's and, you know, and if they can find another one in there, and that along those lines for the defensive front, great. But obviously with their offensive line issues, really stemming back to where they've had them since 2016, and especially how poor it was last year, uh, they they have to get better fast on that front because if they want to turn their ship around with a new offensive coordinator who, you know, Jeff Grimes has had a history and making offensive lines one of his focal points and building an offense, as he calls them, you know the tip of the spear. If you don't have a if you don't have a front in front of you, you can't do anything that you want to do offensively, much less build an identity. And that's why they've got to get guys like a Grant Miller in there, um, and then kind of go from there. I, I, that's where you've got to go. And obviously, again, we're, we're Baylor. I mean, think about this, Matt. Baylor's rushing attack was the worst in the conference at ninety yards a game. They were also averaging 2.7 yards per rushing attempt. That's not going to win you a lot of games at all. I don't think so, unless you got somebody like Zach Wilson and just run and pass and just go get a million yeah. yards for you. Uh, but, but Or you got somebody like Mahomes steps in. I, I, you know, there's so much more. Kevin, we'll do this soon. Jerome Tang waiting in the wings. So we're about to bring him on. But the next, our next session, Kevin, I want, I'm going to give you uh, a heads up on this. We, I want some Blake Shapin talk. Okay, I've been, I've okay. been listening to. I, I've got some. I'm just hearing some buzz, and and it's it's baseball and football related. And so I want, I want us to dig in. I want some Blake Shapin, and also, man, the drones. I was listening to Dilfer talk about drones today, and it got me excited because. Why this kid may be a little raw? Whoo, man! Those measurables are there. That you you they watch a there. kid throw a football. My gosh, I I don't know. You have to go back to Odell James to have a kid with this size and this sort of these sort of measurables. Now, can he put it all together? We shall see. But that's for, for sure. that's Sounds for another good, day. Man. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Kevin. There he goes, Kevin Longquist. Uh, rivals, you can see him at uh, at Sikkim Sports.
Oh, man. Steven, he talked over one of my jokes. It's okay. That's just Kevin. He can't. He I know. It was a good one. It was a good one. But he Thank was on. Thank you, buddy. He was, he was on the next thing. And, I mean, Kevin, Gilly, I, I get it. He's a, he's a recruiting guy. But the text messages, every time, it's just his phone is just buzzing in the background. Oh, you hear his text? <laughs> is he getting text? He's getting messages? text. Kevin, I hear you. I hear you all with Mosley. <laughs> How are you doing, Kevin? Uh, Kevin, can okay. you look at my huddle film and give me a good a good rating? Hey, Kevin, can you get me up to a two-star? I was reading the morning news or something today, and they called somebody a zero-star. You shouldn't You should never say that about somebody, even if it's true. Like, that's not that's, – that's, you don't do that, you know? My gosh, I've covered high school Yeah, that's tough for high school. For years. I'm not going to call somebody a zero-star. That's embarrassing. Okay, uh, Stephen, I mean, although that's what I was. I'm not, I don't want to act like I was some kind of great star. I was a zero-star coming out of Kaufman – High school basketball program, although we did beat Midlothian in my final game there. Uh, Steven, um, it's time for Jerome Tang. All right, let's take a quick take a quick break. We'll be back with the uh, Baylor associate head coach coming off another big win for the Bears. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds today in pretty mild conditions with highs topping out at 72 degrees. Increasing clouds tonight, we drop to 57. And tomorrow, partly to mostly cloudy in the morning, then some sunshine in the afternoon. But it could be a record-breaking day with a high of 81 degrees. The record tomorrow is 79, set back in 2019. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.36 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Hey, real quick, before we get to Jerome Tang, I do need to tell you about Cooper Complete, Cooper Fitness. They're back with us. American Heart Association recommends adults consume at least two servings of fatty fish each week containing omega-3s to help improve heart health. Boy, our next guest, Jerome Tang, knows about heart health, and he's a great—he's a very—he's a—he's a great chef, but he also does some healthy meals, and he understands Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements. Listen to this: ten percent off your purchase of Advanced Omega Threes, plus get free shipping with any purchase of sixty dollars or more. Use the coupon code. Okay, when you go to CooperComplete.com, we'll make this real easy. And of course, this comes from. The Cooper Complete Physicians, the founder, Dr. Kenneth Cooper, his son, Baylor All-American, long-distance runner, Tyler Cooper. The coupon code is BAYLOR10. That's B-A-Y-L-O-R-10, B-A-Y-L-O-R, BAYLOR10. And you just go to coopercomplete.com. Get over there and take advantage of this. This is what I've taken during the COVID, and it's one of the reasons I feel so incredibly healthy uh, and I am, again, I'm being very careful. I'm wearing a mask, but man, taking these Cooper Complete vitamins, it's given me that sort of backstop I feel like I need. Get over there to coopercomplete.com. Do it today. Nobody has a better selection of Ram trucks than Cameron Autoplex. Need a large truck for your growing family? They've got that. Need a do everything truck? They've got that. Need a heavy duty work truck? They've got that too. More and more of Central Texas buyers are making that short drive to Cameron Autoplex on Highway 77 South in Cameron and at CameronAutoplex.com. Find out why new truck owners are saying it's always cheaper in Cameron.
Ah, yes. It is the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Sincox. And uh, one of my favorite guests, one of my favorite people is uh, standing by, Jerome Tang, associate head coach for the Baylor Bears. And, uh, Coach, as I like to tell you and always uh, remind you and Scott, as a longtime uh, fourth-generation Baylor Bear and as uh, a guy uh, who loves uh, the program, beating those Longhorns never gets old, even though you guys do it a lot. Congratulations on that win last night and uh, another uh, another good a great win for the team. And I thought that was a – you know, you do it in different ways sometimes, but I thought that was really great, the response when Texas gave you a little run early in that second half. Yeah, no, it's it's anytime you can beat a good Big 12 team, it's always a, a great night. And um, obviously within the state and our fans – um, there's no love lost um, with the guys 90 miles down the road. And so, um, you know, just very excited for, for Baylor Nation and very excited for our, our team and, you know, getting another Big 12 win. But uh, that is one heck of a basketball team down south. Okay, they um, they are the most athletic team we've played and. We thought like Auburn was a really good prep because of their athleticism. Mm-hmm. Well, Texas is longer and more athletic, and and then they have experienced guards, and so um, we understand what it's like to come back off of a a shutdown, and um, that that it's just not the same. Really, where it where it gets you, your, your offense, as you can see, those guys shot it pretty well because you know they had fresh legs and stuff, but. On the defensive end, it's where it gets you, and so um, you know we—I I just expect them to just keep getting better and better as the year goes on. But um, I think we have a lot of room to improve, also, which makes you feel good as you're watching the game and you see that you didn't play your best. Um, you know, they part of it was them; they made us not play our best, but part of it was us, and we can—we have some things we can correct so we can play better. And so looking forward to that. Yeah, and uh, I, I find it funny. I was watching last night the postgame uh, presser uh, with Scott, and it's almost the way people are asking questions now. It's almost like it's like when they ask NFL teams about, will you be able to, what do you think? They, you know, the teams that are like 10-0 and 0 and they got, oh, man, are you starting to think about the Miami Dolphins record? Are you, is this the pressure starting to get to you? And, and, Jerome, it's funny to me because I just don't sense – that you guys are preoccupied with, oh, we're 17 oh, I mean, It's fun. It's nice not to lose. It's nice to win. But I, when I watch Jared Butler and I watch Davion after the game and I watch him play, I just don't sense that that even, unless it's just brought up to them constantly, and by the way, it is going to be coming up a lot if y'all keep winning, but I just don't sense that it's something you and Scott ever bring up with them, the coaching staff, and it's something that even really impacts them. It just kind of like, hey, let's go out. If we got a game to play, we might as well go out and play really well and win the game. Yeah, and and really, it's about how you approach every day. And I thought uh, Coach Drew Scott had a great answer when he said, you know, if we don't take care of business every day, going one and zero every day, then we we won't be having any of these questions about being undefeated. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, our job today is to go one and zero and 
with the guys having an off day, it's for them to rest, recuperate, go to class, eat well, you know, all the little things that they have to do. Um, for us as a staff, it's to, you know, break down the Texas film and um, figure out how we can get better and what adjustments we got to, you know, think about for the next time and then start TCU tonight and, you know, putting it together. And someone I was talking to earlier today said, who do you have after TCU? And I, I have no idea because I'm focused on TCU and, and I feel like that's been our approach. Let's take care of the whatever's in front of us right now and yeah. and enjoy doing it, not thinking about the future, but enjoy where we're at right now and, and take care of business. And then that other stuff will take care of itself. It is Jerome Tang, associate head coach for the Baylor Bears, joining the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN, Central Texas. That that was a, that was a funny moment after the game. I'm watching Jared Butler, and they asked him about that dunk Greg Brown had, and and he and that's what I love about your kids. You know, they're not they're not, you know, they just give actual honest answers. And he said something like, "You may have seen it." He said, "I said I said wow," and then he said, "I said come on, John." <laughs> Like he he gave a really candid, honest answer, and I got to say, I mean, you, that was one of the nastiest dunks you will see in college basketball. Nobody likes to get posterized, but uh, Jerome, the the response that your players had was tremendous. In fact, the uh, the the kind of mean mugging that uh, Brown did to pick up the technical, it was almost like that was a trampoline effect, or or it almost kind of like. Uh, seem to spur you guys on a little bit well you know I, i'm gonna tell you what what i found the most impressive right the, the the athletic play that he made was i'm believing greg greg's a tremendous talent and a wonderful young man okay i spent a lot of time recruiting him and him and his family just just wonderful people um the intensity of the the moment and emotions take over sometimes and and kids young people and adults overreact to things. I mean, adults in the stands overreact to a referee's call, you know. And uh, so there, there's, there's that emotion of the game. That's what makes sports so wonderful. But John challenged it, hit the floor, and Matthew Meyer immediately reached over to grab him to help him up mm-hmm. and get his teammate off the ground. You know, not... Oh, you just got the, oh, that was a, a foul. What was, he didn't care about anything else. He cared about his teammate. And he went to get him off the ground and say, come on, get up. We got, got you. You know, and, uh, and then obviously there was a tech and Jared Butler nails two free throws. And then we score on the possession. And then we get a stop. And then we come down and hit a three. And all of a sudden, instead of a four-point game, it's like 13. You know, and it turns out to, to be, you know, I think it ended up being 10. But it turned out to be such a momentum swing. Um, but the response immediately to the dunk was, let me help my teammate off the ground. And that that's what I was impressed with as a coach. Yeah, I like that. I, you were impressed by that as a coach and a pastor, weren't you? Both of those things. But, it's well, like, uh, well, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, you can flip-flop the name. I, you, you know, pastors coach people on Sundays, and, and we pastor kids every day in basketball. You know, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, it's 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 all the same. It's a it's to watch young men mature, you know, and and grow and care about somebody else more than they care about themselves, and be able to make good decisions in intense um, pressure situations, right? At eight 
18 to 22. You know, I mean, I wish I could make I could have made those types of decisions when I was 18 to 22. You know, that so I'm so proud of this team. Yeah, well, it's a it's a fun team, and and uh, it's it's a fun team to watch. And people, uh, y'all talk call it a culture of joy. Uh, talking to Jerome yep. Tang, associate head coach of the the Baylor Bears, can you speak to something that's happening before our very eyes? Davion Mitchell, and you know, it's funny. Sometimes announcers are working off old talking points. You know, it's like they get they pass them to one to the next. And earlier this year, I heard somebody talking about. Oh, Davion, boy, he couldn't shoot at all last year, and all. And I, I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I don't remember that. I thought he, I thought he did fine. I thought he was great last year. Anyway, they they were making that point. Okay, this guy has become one of the best three point shooters in the country, not just in the Big Twelve, in the country, and he's also the best on ball defender in the country. What what are we seeing right now, Jerome? Did, is it something that you guys have been seeing for a pretty long time? and then he's starting to put it all together. I mean, this looks like uh, an incredibly confident player. In fact, he, man, at times his leadership, and maybe it's a number he wears too, it kind of brings Tweety Carter memories to me. But this guy, <laughs> this, guy's a, uh, this guy's a better scorer than Tweety uh, ever was, honestly, the way he's going right now. You know, this is the Davion um, culmination of a lot of hard work and his belief in his work and not the result. And whereas last year, I felt like he was a good shooter, you know, but I don't know. I felt like his confidence level went up and down based on the result of the shot rather than the work he had been putting in. And this year, it doesn't matter if he misses a shot or he misses two shots. He believes in the work that he put in. And that's what you have to trust your work, not the results. And, and that's where confidence comes from. And so his, his confidence level is not at an all-time high because he's seen it going in. He's, it's at an all-time high because he's believing in the work that he put in when nobody else is watching. Yeah, it's something to watch, and uh, and and you know, I think this team is almost you know when when Texas got it going a little bit. I mean, it's it's almost a good thing for occasionally somebody to to get it going a little bit because you 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 get to see okay how are they going to take this punch? How are they going to respond to this and everything? Uh, you um, you mentioned earlier that you still see Jerome uh, some some definite areas of improvement. When you and Scott hole up after a game like this, where the rest of the country is rah rah rah, feeding you the cheese, so to speak, um, what what are you seeing? What do you think are the areas where you where you you need the most improvement? Well, you know, I don't. We haven't put forty minutes together yet, and um, you know, normally around this time of year, we're playing about twenty five minutes and you know, the way we want to play. And then there's about 15 minutes of lull, you know, where it's not how we want to play. And uh, we need to, in the next few games, push this to where we're playing 30 minutes the way we want to play and then build on that. Because I I feel like there are some lulls there where we get out of character, um, where we let some things slide, where we're not as locked in as we need to be. Now, Now, part of that is also the opponent. Okay, I'm, you know, I mean, Andrew Jones, boy, he made some tough shots last night. You know, Jericho Sims, 
boy, what a what a tremendous athlete, you know, and and some of the plays that he made. So there 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 are a bunch of guys on the other side that make what you want to do different. But sometimes I feel like we we might relax a little bit, you know, and um, whether it's on offense and we have some turnovers, or whether it's on defense that we give up some things that we're not supposed to give up. And so the goal is to get us to the point to where we are capable of playing and focusing for, for for the full 40 minutes. You know, if you want to try and win a big 12 championship, if you want to try and play on April 6th, you know, that, that Monday in, in April. So that, that those are some things as, as we watch film there, there's some details, but you know, the, that's not as important right now as just the, the overall focus of the team, 40 minutes. Yeah, everybody wants to skip ahead and have that Baylor-Gonzaga game tomorrow. And uh, you guys got to keep everybody focused and keep them in the moment. What do you remember, Jerome, about a team that y'all have been uh, – Tark's UNLV running Rebs have been coming up a little bit here lately because they had a similar run where they, they won a ton of games in a row. I think it was like 19 by eight or more points. Now, when I think back to that team, my gosh, there was uh, Greg Anthony, Armin Gilliam was on those teams. I, I think about Stacy Ogman. Uh, I, I mean, there's just those were unreal Anderson, teams. Anderson Hunt, Larry oh, Johnson, Moses Scurry, uh, Butler. Oh, I mean, Moses. they. Whew. I was just talking to someone earlier, and I said I heard someone like compare us to them and as a kid a young person growing up a a young coach watching those Tark teams watching John Thompson's teams at Georgetown and I I didn't know who was an NBA guy or who wasn't I just knew they were great college teams and man I wanted to be like those guys and wanted to you know have my teams play like that and and to have some people mention us like that and know that there are some young kids out there and some teenagers watching our team and thinking about us the way I thought about those teams. Very, very humbling, very humbling and um, just honored and just yeah. that even be mentioned at all with those, those types of teams. We may need to secure some old footage of Tark's running Rebs. I mean, Anderson Hunt at one point, I can't remember if it's his sister or whatever. He held some huge college uh, record, and we don't think of him because of uh, you know the whole Grandma Mall commercials. And Larry was such a you know an enormous uh, guy from the Dallas area. But man, those mm-hmm. bring back a lot of memories. Those UNLV teams. Well, listen, I uh, I so much appreciate it, uh, and it's always fun to catch up with you. I hope you heard me doing that commercial earlier, talking about those uh, omega threes, fatty acids, and all that. So I, I no, mentioned no, I, you I, and I, I some heard of your, you, man. your I'll cooking. Tell you, okay. Our, um... Our nutrition staff here at Baylor, they've got us taking all kinds of um, pills and and chewables and all, all, everything that we need to so that we can um, stay safe during this, this pandemic. I just encourage everyone out there to, you know, mask up and stay socially distanced and wash your hands and take the vitamins. And, I mean, you know, we can we can still enjoy some of the things of life and uh be be mindful of others who um you know if if some of us if we get it it's going to be mild symptoms and we'll be all right but there are some who get it and um it could cost them their life and and as a as a community 
we've got to care about the the other people and make decisions that are going to benefit all of us. And that's what I love about our team. You know, that culture of joy, it's about, yeah. you know, Jesus first, others second, yourself last. And so, um, you know, if anybody's out there, you know, listening to this that um, is experiencing the, the pains of, of this a pandemic, our prayers are with you and, um, you know, we're there too. And, um, but those who, who aren't be mindful that there are, and let's, let's, let's love our neighbors like ourselves. I love it. I love it. He ends it like uh, he would end a sermon. He is the great Jerome Tang, the Baylor's associate head coach. Thank you, coach. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. There he goes. Jerome Tang. All right. Boy, it's an all-star cast today. We go straight from the Baylor's associate head coach slash pastor, one of the great ministers. Uh, We go to Eric Mateos, Baylor's new O-line coach, joins us next. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense, plus to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you put McAdams and Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. All right, February is the time to come see your friend in the car business. Of course, it's Alan Samuels during the President Day event. Love President's Day. Uh, something great about buying from Alan Samuels, certified by J.D. Power again this year. Winner of the Customer First Award for Excellence for their dealership. And uh, Ram is the three-peat motor trend truck of the year. Back to back to back. This truck built to serve you, perfect for whatever your lifestyle calls for. The new Ram 1500, 2500, or the big 3500, the top safety pick for trucks to be named in 2021. Uh, impressive towing capability, heavy-duty payload capacity, multifunction tailgate, blind spot monitoring, that high-strength steel frame, smoothest, most comfortable ride of any truck. You can check it out. Built 
for performance in that uh, that new Dodge lineup. Oh my goodness, it uh, it really is impressive. Remember that uh, uh, Jeep line of the most decorated SUVs available, and uh, the Jeep uh, Renegade, the uh, Gladiator, Grand Cherokee, which is what I drive at Cherokee Latitude Plus, and the Lux. The Jeep when you need a great SUV. It is Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Today is your chance to make your home more affordable. Let InCommons Bank help you refinance your home and save you thousands of dollars. Now is the time to refinance with historically low rates available. InCommons Bank works with you to make the approval process fast, usually in as little as 24 hours. We make the process quick and easy, often closing in as little as 30 days. Competitive rates, excellent service with local decision making. Visit InCommonsBank.com mortgage or come see me, Regina. InCommons Bank, member FDIC, equal housing limit. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. In a top 10 showdown last night, number two Baylor rolled to its 17th in a row win over number six Texas, 83 to 69. Up next, TCU at home on Saturday. In other Big 12 action, number 17 West Virginia topped Iowa State. 76-72, and number 23, Kansas beat Kansas State, 74-51. Tonight in the Big 12, Oklahoma State is at TCU. Despite the NCAA enacting a dead period amid the COVID-19 pandemic last March, meaning recruits have not been able to take official visits, recruiting has gone pretty much as normal. The early signing period in December came and went, and today is National Signing Day. Keep it right here for the latest in update. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, and we are with Eric Mateos, the uh, boy, the uh, the new Baylor O line coach. Excited to have him in town and. Uh, Eric, I mean, I, you know, life comes at you fast. You have an unbelievable season there at BYU, and then all of a sudden you, you get a new gig and you get married. And I was a little worried about you. I thought, oh, no, you don't want to get off to a rough start. You were, I was seeing some tweets come out during your honeymoon, and I, I, was, I, was, uh, I was a little worried for your safety there, Eric. That's not always advisable on a honeymoon. <laughs> Well, I tried. I tried my best to uh, to balance everything out. I think I did a, a good job. I had very specific uh, work time. I was I was allotted about half an hour to an hour a day where I could do some Baylor stuff. But other than that, I was I was locked into my wife. Uh, so she's she's the best. I'm very appreciative of, of her, and she's been really understanding and really been the reason I'm even able to do this. She's 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 controlling everything. 
Well, she is, uh, you're right, man. She's doing all the getting the house uh, ready and getting the old house taken care of and everything. And I'm sure you are uh, getting used to uh, Waco. Eric, what had you, uh, I know you played uh, college football uh, at, at Southwest Baptist. So at least you've got some good Baptist roots that, uh, you know, you've you got to have those in, in Waco, obviously. More Baptist churches per capita than any place in the country. But uh, how much uh, recruiting had you done in uh, Texas, and how much, what, were, what were sort of your connections, and, and, and have you been able to kind of hit the ground running in that area? Yeah, recruiting, actually. So I, I worked at Texas State for two years mm-hmm. in 2017 and 2018, and so I've recruited this state uh, in the past, and, and uh, my main area was East Texas, and that's going to continue to be my area here at Baylor. Uh, I formed a lot of great relationships here in the state with high school coaches and, and a lot of coaches, not just in East Texas, but all the areas. Uh, I, when, I, when I first uh, got to Texas, one of the things I've always tried to be has been accessible for high school coaches, and and I've stayed true to that, and I think a lot of the guys in, in the state appreciate that, and and I try to be real and be accessible, and I think a lot of the line coaches appreciate that, especially. And so uh, when I was when it got announced that I was coming back, I had tons of the high school coaches in my in my old area and from around the state texting me, reaching out, just super excited for me. So those are my connections. I mean, are my roots that deep in the state? No, but I feel like I got a, a pretty good a pretty good grasp on where I stand with a lot of uh, the great high school coaches here. So I would assume you've been on campus there at Longview High School. I went by the butcher shop this past weekend. I happened to be in town there, and where I got a, a great cheeseburger. And uh, and then also, Eric, if you have you ever been to Country Tavern right off I twenty? Uh, I guess that's technically Kilgore, but it's right next to Longview. Have you heard of Country mm-hmm. Tavern yet? Yeah, I've had I've had Country Tavern several times. I mean, every time I'm I'm in the Longview Tyler area, I am uh, scheduling a stop at Country Tavern. I can assure you. Okay, good, good. That that was my test to, to see if you truly <laughs> have the East Texas roots, and you certainly uh, yeah, came. No, I, I remember. You know, I, I remember when I first when I first uh, took over the recruiting in that area. Um, I I went uh, I went to Longview very early in the process because I know John King's been there for such a long time and when I coached the tight ends at LSU I coached uh, one of his guys from Longview High School so I made sure that I that I get over there. Yeah, that uh, that those ribs are about as good as any I've had across the state of Texas and I have tried out a, quite a few of them. Talking to Eric Mateos who. Uh, was BYU's O-line coach this past year. BYU, a prolific uh, season. I, I would say, uh, I'm sure it was bittersweet, very excited to, you know, to, to come to a, a Power 5 conference school in Baylor. Everybody's excited to have you. But you leave behind. I mean, that, that's one of the best years in school history. What was, uh, what was that like, Eric, this past season? And, I mean, uh, blocking up for a quarterback who – may end up going in the top five in the draft. Uh, it, it, he, I think Zach Wilson has got us back to thinking what we used to think of BYU. Steve Young, Bosco, Detmer. I mean, all the great names over the years. Uh, and it, it truly was quarterback you back in the day. And, and this is a special, special player. What was that like uh, blocking for a guy like that? Well, he, he made uh... – 
he made my job easy from a standpoint of how much he cared about about um, the details in our job. I mean, as a line coach, every year is a little bit different. Every quarterback's a little bit different. And when you have a, uh, a player like him who becomes really invested in the entire process of the offense and not just his job, then you have a recipe for success. And so in my first year there, we 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 were not happy with some of our quarterback O line connections where you know I think we were in some wrong calls the O line would make a an incorrect call or a quarterback would not know where he's hot or a quarterback would take a silly sack and and we and we gave up um, my first year there I think 28 sacks or something like that and and about half of them were things that we could avoid and we really approached the off season and said you know there's a lot of things we can fix just from a, a communication standpoint between the quarterback and the O-line to get a lot of these things that happen fixed. And we did that, and we were able to cut those down dramatically. And he was a big part of that, you know, making checks at the line, being a part of our our third-down protection meetings on Wednesdays with the O-line. And, and and from my standpoint, that's, that's all you can ask for uh, from a quarterback, a guy who's invested in a guy who cares about those details. And I think that's part of why he's risen so fast in the, in the draft ranking. So I'm excited to see what he's able to do. Talking to Eric Mateos, the, uh, Baylor's new O-line coach. Um, when you look back, Eric, in reading kind of, uh, about your career and, and, and doing a little research, boy, that, that had to be, quite an experience at LSU you kind of got thrown into the fire there with the coaching change and we all knew Les Miles he had a lot of success there and suddenly hey Eric's coaching the tight ends get in there and coach these tight ends up um I would think looking back that had to be an unbelievable uh experience and a great foundation for you but at the same time that had to be a little bit of a scary moment well I wouldn't I wouldn't say I was Scared. I would say I was just felt the sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. Um, I think coaches in general uh, embrace challenges, and that was certainly a challenge that uh, I don't feel like I had any other choice but to to take that head on. And so, was a, a bit overwhelming feeling, sure, but uh, I don't think I was scared about it. More just you know urgent to give the players. Uh, a great Monday practice, as silly as that sounds. Um, when the when the, I've always been a very player focused coach, and when you have a coaching change like that, my first concern was, okay, I want to make sure these tight ends still have a great season, and you know this senior still has a great senior year, and these guys still have a great experience, and we can still have a lot of success. So, my focus was really just. Um, well, it was put on, hey, I'm going to make sure when I come in here on Monday. I'm ready to coach the tight ends at LSU, and I'm not just a substitute teacher, but they're going to feel like we're going to get better starting starting right away. So that was kind of my focus, but it was a great experience and an unbelievable memory, and, and I formed some really good relationships with those players and I'm very close with them to, to this day and just a really cool experience. Maybe the better way to say that for, is to say I would have been scared out of my mind. Uh, so, <laughs> the uh, that, you know, fair. looking looking at your uh, looking at your uh, situation and in what all you've learned coming up and working with Coach Grimes, what would you say is your? I, I know you've had all sorts of different shapes and sizes of uh, O linemen that you've worked with, but 
what is when you're looking for whether in today being National Signing Day, it's a good time to be talking about this. What what are the attributes that you're truly looking for in an offensive lineman, and 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 where you're trying to take them, and then what you're looking for when you first get one? Yeah, I think it starts and ends with love of the game and passion for the position. Um, without that, it's really hard to to thrive in college. College football is so demanding. There's so much pressure on you uh, from an offensive line standpoint. I talked to a lot of our our guys and our recruits about the O-line persona, which is, um, you know, you have to be be okay with not getting any glory, and you got to be okay with kicking a guy's butt for 68 plays, but if he gets two sacks on you, he's going to be player of the week. And just from a mental toughness standpoint and from a, a love of the game standpoint, you have to find guys that are going to be able to, to be okay with that and thrive in that situation. So it begins and ends with that. Uh, after that, you're looking for guys with an edge, guys that uh, have a little bit of um, a chip on their shoulder. But I think that you're never going to find, you're never going to sign a bunch of guys that are the same. I think, you have to find the formula for the O-line. You have to find, hey, who is going to be my, who's going to be my enforcer? Who's going to be the guy that doesn't take uh, any crud from anybody and that might get, get you a couple penalties, but he sets the tone? Who's going to be the guy who's the level-headed one that kind of calms the, the, the situation down? Who's going to be the one who's the brains of the group? And so it's, uh, it would be easy to say I'm looking for this, this player, and, but I'll be honest with you, I think if you get – five guys that are exactly the same, I don't think that formula works. And so it's, it's kind of about building uh, the traits and, and having guys that um, are all kind of their own person and fit in together. But I think from a physical standpoint, which I think is ultimately what you're getting at, we're looking for big athletes and we want guys that play a few sports, guys that can move. And uh, I'll trade in, um, I'll trade in, a 350-pound guy that can't move for a 260-pound guy that's a great athlete and plays basketball and can dunk. I'll, I'll do that every time. Yeah, that vertical. You know, I've heard O-line coaches, talking to Eric Mateos, the Baylor's new uh, O-line coach, I've, I've talked to O-line coaches who love that vertical jump because they think it shows that kind of explosion, and it sounds like that may be something you, uh, you take a peek at too. Uh, today, National Signing Day. It's, it's always interesting when you've probably spent so much of your time over the past couple of years, you know, recruiting for another school, and suddenly you immediately step into another program and you're having to hit the ground. You're getting the 2022, uh, you know, offers out and commitments are already rolling in for 2022. Can you tell me a little bit, have you been able to get a, a bit of a feel yet, Eric, for uh, for instance, Connor Heffernan out of Georgetown, Tate Williams, the kid out of Wall, always want to, always love kids coming out of uh, smaller towns, and then uh, and then the kid out of Jesuit, that's a Jesuit, that's a really interesting player as well. What have you been able to determine about some of these young men? Yeah, you know, the nice thing about Connor is Connor's already on campus. Uh, he's been thrown in the fire right away. He's he's adapting extremely well. He's uh, He's working extremely hard in the weight room. Our our weight program has been kind of flipped upside down, and and they're in a little bit of a shock phase right now. But the boys are really thriving there. I've been really pleased seeing how all of them have been working, and 
and Connor is fitting right in from a work ethic standpoint and just a seriousness. You can tell the game means a lot to him. And so it's been really good to kind of be here as he transitions into this new uh, way of life. And then the other guys, Jake and Tate, I mean, just extremely talented. Both of those guys are good athletes. Uh, Tate's an exceptional basketball player, really excited about him. Jake is a really uh, good, smooth athlete. So they kind of fit that mold. And all three of them really, uh, I think I think uh, Coach Aranda did a great job of getting these three guys. They fit into what I would be looking for from a, a movement standpoint, from an athlete standpoint, flexibility, length. Uh, they, they have all that. And so I, I really am pleased with the – a class that I'm essentially inheriting that's been already signed here. I'm excited to, to get with those guys. I think they add a lot of value to our room. And then uh, we're still in the process of, you know, we're not done yet. I mean, to be quite honest with you, we're going to still be looking for guys out there and, and see if we can continue to, to enhance the room before we kick off in the fall. Boy, there he was, uh, Eric Mateos, who uh, – Oh man, he's just we just went on and on with Eric and had a great time. But of course it's a one hour program. We gotta go. We gotta go and make way for J Mo, who was uh, broadcasting from Austin. The man loves a good road game and uh, another great victory for the Baylor Bears. I'll be excited to hear what J Mo has to say uh from two to three. He's standing by next. We will see you tomorrow with a lot more on National Signing Day and everything else in the world of sports. It's the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Good night, everybody. <laughs>